The Xbox Drive is fueled by patrons at patreon.com slash Capri. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful to the nearly 70 patrons who support us each and every month. With special thanks to our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You can support Jonathan Brown at youtube.com slash GamingPurpleMonkey. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth. And all of our gold members, Argo, Benji Kong, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Dr. Doom, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes. If you'd like to support this show, go to patreon.com slash Capri and choose the Patreon tier that works for you. Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most horsepower podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford. He's the man on the moose and on our journey today, those bots in Halo Infinite are teabagging each other and it's hilarious. So jump on into the Xbox Drive. Bomb! Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. I don't care if you don't want to talk about it, Ryan. We're talking about the Halo bots that are acting so human-like that they're teabagging each other. It's a beautiful day. How are you, my friend? I'm I'm doing well. I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm a little tired. It's been uh, oh, it's been no. a long week. Uh, oh, you're on the grind. Well, I mean, I'm halfway through, Sean. But uh, next week, I'll finally have my first day off in a while. So I'm very excited uh, about that. Um, it'll be the next time we talk to you, talk to each other too, which is just going to oh, be a really good day. Yeah, I think so. So uh, nice. Yeah, other than that, you know, you're getting sleepy, Ryan, on this podcast, but oh, we're gonna get through I this, got you, man. I am fired up, dude. I don't I know what you're it is, but I'm feeling today. good. I'm feeling. Yeah, I got. I'm bringing it today. So be ready. <laughs> very nice, my friend. All right, let's clean the garage a little, a little bit because I mean, we got a lot of stuff to talk about this weekend. Sure, uh, we should get right into it. So, of course, if you like what we do and you want to support us, of course, um, you can subscribe to us right here on your podcast service of choice, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. We're on all the things, so you can just search for the Xbox Drive there, find us there. You know, even leave us a little five star review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, that'd, that'd be nice. Be sweet. Yeah, that'd be very that'd nice. Be real good. One day we'll catch up to, to Mr. Bad Bit. No, probably not. But how are one we day getting we beaten by the Trophy Room? My God, it's an excellent podcast. But come on. Guys, Let's you see this, but bit. they're the number. They were la- like two days ago. They were the number thirty-six podcast in all of Canada, Sean. So yeah, you know. yeah, we're helping. We're doing what we can, you know, to help our friends. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, though, you can also subscribe to us over on YouTube, youtubecom slash the Xbox Drive. Or no, not the Xbox Drive. YouTube.com slash Yumi Capri. That's the old address. Yeah, muscle memory coming back. I know exactly. You can definitely tell it's tired, Ryan, today. So, um, of course. The way, one awesome thing about the YouTube channel, number one, besides being able to see your beautiful faces, is that we have to celebrate a little bit, Sean, because we finally hit a thousand watched hours of our content what? on the YouTube channel we did? just a couple days ago. Yeah. I mean, people are are really watching this stuff. So even though um, I know our stuff gets like pretty low view counts, um, people are watching it and they're actually the commenting thing. on all the videos. And um, yeah. we actually get a lot of nice comments about the videos all the time, too. So um, I, that's one of the reasons why I'm so happy to do them. Um, and I yeah. know people are watching them, too. Like, our our metrics have gone like kind of through the roof since we've kind of started to put all the shows on there, mind you. What a good idea. Um, but people are really watching the Xbox drive in particular as well. So um, I'm glad because I'm in my pe- car. Yeah, exactly. But also I wanted to bring it up on this podcast too, because it was originally the Xbox drives channel. And I know a lot of that 
a lot of that view time comes from the Xbox drive in particular. So sure. um, I wanted to say thank you to everyone for checking us out on YouTube. By the way, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can, of course, subscribe to us, share it with all your friends, like the video, all the stuff the YouTubers tell you to do. We'll get that out of the yeah. way right now. Last but not least, if you would like early access to this and all of our shows, head on over to patreon.com slash Capri. You can throw a little tip in the old tip jar and you get early access to this show as well as some exclusive podcasts. Um, we just put up a new episode of the Yumi and Capri podcast, which Mm-hmm. which is now going up on the first day of every month. So you can check that out there as well as other shenanigans over on Patreon. All right, Sean, let's grab our eight tracks, pop them in. It is time for the playlist. So we both played the same theme this week. I played one other game. They'll give a shout out to, but we'll, let's start with the game that we both played. Sean, what'd you play this week? <laughs> well, you know, we played the ascent um, and we might as well like kind of tie in one of the news stories, which is it's selling very well. Uh, what do they say? Five million either Five million. copies or dollars. Um, which one was it? Which one it was the dollars? Five million dollars in sales. That's amazing. So that's really great. It's, it's a game I've been looking forward to for a long time. And I am, I'm still very early on. I should definitely say that right off the top. I am playing on normal difficulty. I am playing, uh, I think I'm at level like six or seven or something like that so still very very early on mm-hmm. and i gotta be honest right because i'm seeing a lot of the the mixed kind of mixed reactions out there i'm enjoying this game quite a lot it mm-hmm. reminds me of a game called ruiner which um some people might remember out there very action uh, oriented rpg elements and i it's exactly what i was expecting man the kind of an isometric view of a whatever cyberpunk kind of do that the, the the character creation really isn't the greatest but the yep. action seems to be really punchy to me i'm enjoying the soundtrack and the the gameplay flow and the loop and everything i haven't hit any of the bugs that i think maybe some other people have experienced but like where are mm-hmm. you at the game what are you thinking about it man so again i talked about it on last week's show I, i've had kind of very limited time to play games the, the last week and a half because of a little thing that's happening in Japan right now. So yeah. I've played a little bit less than you. I'm like level five. But I think yeah. we're around the same area, Sean, because sure. like, um, I just finished unlocking going to the city and then um, mm-hmm. going from there. It's like that. I think I just left pretty recently. So, I mean, that's kind of where yeah, I'm at. Kinda- it kind of starts out with a lot of like really good action and kind of just puts you right in the thick of it. And then it takes a bit of a break and kind of gives you a sense of what other dimensions or avenues that you can play this game. in. it's not all just like all action all the time. There is a, a space for you to explore, to go look at the, like visit the weapon vendors and the, the, the armor vendors, things like that. You can go wander, collect some side quests and even on the missions as well, you can wander a little bit and collect um, hidden items and things like that that will help you along. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm into it for sure, but I, I cut you off a little bit. It's all good. So first off, right off the bat, one thing we didn't mention yet is this game very, very, very pretty on Xbox Series yes, X. Like that was really one thing is. I noticed right away. Like it, the visuals just look really, really good for this game. Mm-hmm. Like it, it looks very pretty. Um, I will say, though, I am not liking it as much as you. I am oh, liking no. it, but I'm, I'm a little bit less high on it at this point because and part of that is due to just cyberpunk in general like the 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 cyberpunk aesthetic i should say Mm -hmm. is not totally my jam i like Mm. it in in some scenarios like i I like some some cyberpunk-esque anime um but a lot of cyberpunk kind of media i am not a huge fan of so okay it's i think just the aesthetic or even just the exploration stuff i'm like not super into for whatever reason um Also, the combat, too, I know you were saying it's a bit punchy, whereas for me, I'm not enjoying the combat as much as I was hoping I would. Oh, no. I mean, again, 
It's fine. Well, here, okay, it's just well, not let me, It's not this like nine out of ten experience. I think. Oh, dude, I am really enjoying it because like there's this there's this nice kind of um, connection between you got your primary weapon and your and your secondary. You can have like a pistol and then a, a machine gun, and you can kind of go back and forth on that. I, I like the little dodge roll. I like that you can hide behind cover, almost like a cover base kind of thing, and you can aim up a little higher and hit people in the head, and it stuns them. There's a, different impacts there, as well as the the augmentations that you have, and whether or not like this is very much a cyberpunk thing but it's really just powers like it's really like skills that you're that you're using and one of the first ones you get is like a hulk smash and that's very satisfying to wait for a group of guys to kind of get in front of you and then you hulk smash and they all like four of them kind of disappear it reminds me a little bit about um outriders in that sense actually so that kind of stuff is kind of interesting it seems like the the different skill sets that i can get the different augmentations seem like they're interesting to me it's a twin stick shooter kind of action to it as well which generally has my attention almost like um almost like next machina that people might have played on playstation or on pc from housemark a little while ago it uh it I don't know. This is kind of this is a Sean Capri ass game, I guess, man. I don't like think a, so too. Like, I'm not a just, huge cyberpunk person either, but like, it's not. It's definitely not working against me like it is for you. Yeah, I think that you. I think just the by the nature of what type of game this is, it's just only more natural that you're, this is going to be more for you than for me. Um, yeah, but I kind of knew that going into it. Like, I wasn't sure. expecting it to be this like mind blowing experience either. Like, if I want to play a top down action RPG like this, I'm more likely to pick up something like. You know, Diablo or something like that, or yeah, like a Boulder Skate Dark Alliance. Like that's more my sure. speed than something like this. Um, yeah, and this isn't like a looter shooter by any stretch of the imagination. Like that's not really what you're getting. It's not Diablo in that sense where you're like level. At least not that. Not from what I've played, I don't get that sense that it's like a Diablo type of thing. I was but gonna say is, there's lots of stuff to pick up. It's just more like yeah. health packs and like totally. augmentation stuff. Like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. It, you're not really like gearing your character out or anything like that. Right. So. Um, either way, though, I do recommend, even though I'm personally it's Game not Pass, it, by the way, I, yeah. I, I dec- definitely recommend people give it a look, especially because it's on Game Pass. But even if you don't have Game Pass, you know, if you like the cyberpunk aesthetic and you like twin mm-hmm. stick shooters, I think you're probably going to like this game. Um, yeah, so single player experience. I don't think there's co-op on this. I don't think you and I could play together, which is another sort of like hallmark I think there of like some the Diablos. kind of multiplayer for it, though. I might want to check that out. Yeah, it's like, in I'm, the menu, I'm liking like, it, man, because I know in the main menu, it's like. Uh, offline mode, but there, uh, there's some kind of online mode that I'm not, oh, I'm not sure how all that works. But uh, some but people yeah. are reporting bugs. I saw some people getting frustrated with some bugs. I don't know if that was on Xbox or on PC or the various Xboxes that you can play this thing on. So though that all my recommendations and all my hype kind of comes with the fact that I'm early on and I haven't experienced any of those things. But that that type of conversation is out there that I've that I've heard. Yeah, and I, I haven't experienced any either of them either. Like I haven't had experienced any bugs or glitches yeah. or anything wrong with the game. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think a lot of that too also has to do with like a lot of that, the the reporting of bugs came from reviews and uh, we've right. known from doing reviews before, Sean, that like, for example, Ori was like a famous example of this. Oh, where, like, definitely. The game was very glitchy during the review process, but like the second uh, the day one patch came out, it fixed most of the stuff. Um, That's right. And I, we might be facing a similar situation here. So, I hope um, so. But obviously, if you're doing a review, you have to report that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That, that's what I'm anticipating. But again, we're, we're both pretty early on. It might not happen until later in the game. Who knows? I mean, I'll say, like I said, uh, because since for another week or so, my gaming time is very limited. I don't know if I'm going to stick with this game because it's not really grabbing me. But at the same yeah. time, I'm, I'm glad I gave it a try and, and uh, j- checked it out um, because I do think there's some fun to be had there by uh, what you're saying, Sean. So I'm I, thinking I about it all the time. 
I'm really, I'm really high on this game. I really just want to go back and shoot some dudes. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like I'm really, I'm really hyped about it. There's, I even found myself in an area I shouldn't have been in, and there's like little skulls above their above their names that go like that guy's gonna like one punch and you're gonna get knocked out. So I'm. I'm exploring, I'm doing all the things, I'm side missioning, I'm doing all the things, man. So yeah, bring it on. Glad that it's here, finally. Well, speaking of pure fun, Sean, I played another oh. game this week. I, I revisited an old game this week because I'm trying to play really? games in like small doses because I only had yeah. so much time this week. So I went back and played Friday the 13th on, oh my gosh. on, my, on my Xbox, a game that I actually really liked when it came out um, mm -hmm. because I love the Friday the 13th movies. and just Oh, hi there. Can I please get two large Diet Cokes? And that's it. Thank you. Sorry, Ryan. I totally interrupted you. That was super rude of me. I can't believe I do that every week. Ah, it's all good. I mean, you didn't even <laughs> ask if I wanted anything this time. No, like, not this I, time. We're running out of time. I, I, I got no time. <laughs> anyway, so I was so Friday the 13th was a game I really liked when it came out. I loved the movies. Right. And um, even though the online community is pretty much died for the game, um, there is an offline mode that you can play against bots where you play as Jason mm -hmm. and you basically hunt down a bunch of a bunch of campers. So uh, you can go get so I've been getting in like short like 20 minute games of just going around Camp Crystal Lake, basically murdering, <laughs> murdering teenagers. And honestly, it's been a Thank lot you. of fun just, just revisiting this game that I'd put down for like, cause I haven't played it in a year and a half. Cause it's been a long yeah. time since like the last time I got an update and since like most of the community kind of left. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think even though it's like very silly and goofy, just playing offline with bots and you're not, you don't get the experience of playing as the camp counselors cause you can only play as Jason when you play in kind of the offline mode. Um, I still had fun going, mm -hmm. kind of just going back to it and, you know, just working out some frustrations, Sean, on, uh, by like Thank throwing you. some kids into the fire or through windows <laughs> and stuff like that. And then walking around as purple and green, like NES Jason. Like, I think that's always, yeah. Awesome. So yeah, I, I, I wanted to give a shout out to that game. Cause, um, that was a good game to, uh, like kind of get like short games in, like on my lunch break, for example, and then kind of mm -hmm. go back to work. Oh, nice. So, yeah. yeah. That's one of the, the, the reasons why I jumped into it this week. But enough about mm. all that, Sean. We had to slam right. breaks on this conversation. No Halo. None of us played Halo. No. Well, we talked about it on the show last week, but neither one of us got into the Halo. I game, know. So. Anyways, breaking news time. So we got a whole bunch of news stories this week. We should probably start with Halo, Sean, because... Yeah, let's do I, it. I mean, first of all... People are talking about Halo. People are talking about Halo. I've basically steered clear of all of it because I don't want to uh. hear anything else about Halo at this point. Because <laughs> You're in. No, well, I'm in, and I'm just ready for the game to come out at this point. So, totally. Um, I mean, I checked out a couple people's streams this weekend, um, mm -hmm. but for the most part, I didn't really look too much into the game, because I was like, the second I saw a gameplay of it, I was like, yep, it's more Halo. That's Halo. awesome. And don't, don't say it like a bad way. That's, a, that's what we want. That's no, a good I, thing. I, I, I'm saying it in a very Ryan Turford, yep, it's, a, it's entirely what I expected, and I'm here for it. Kind of sure. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant by that. But obviously there's some, some stuff we learned about from the beta. Um, I know windows mm -hmm. central had a big article up about this, um, that we linked in the show notes as well. So of course the, the weapons themselves have different damage types. Some of the weapons can have alternate fire modes. Um, you can mostly can't camp weapon spawns. Cause I guess the weapons spawn in like different areas and people are kind mm -hmm. of on top of them. You can also drop weapons for teammates and maps have alternate versions. Like that stuff that's pretty interesting to adds to the multiplayer formula, especially like the weapons not spawning all the time in one area, I think is interesting um, because that's something, for example, like when we played ha like Halo two nights, Sean, oh, like, yeah. you'd see people like me kind of camp like the sword or the sniper rifle area because like it would always spawn yeah, in sure one did. place. Yeah. Uh, son so, of a gun. 
I guess. So um, I like I like that there's stuff there, but uh, also just having alternate fire. I think is is actually a good change for Halo because I always love alternate fire modes in other first person shooters like Unreal. Oh, dude, Unreal so, Tournament, Unreal. Yeah, totally reminds me of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So what did you think about some of these changes to the game, Sean? I I'm I, I'm right along with you with everything you mentioned. I, I would just kind of highlight as well, like the the handing a weapon over to, to a teammate. I think is unbelievable and also maybe a bit of a callback to like the single player campaigns as well from uh for throughout the halo campaigns you could grab a weapon from a soldier and just go like i need that like i I will take that i think that is amazing um and can really help to maybe like tip the scales a little bit and and also it it seems more like a like what you might see in like a destiny or even a borderlands kind of thing where you could drop your weapons for for other people um i'm just really glad that people seem to be really positive if there was going to be a time where people could kind of like poop all over it i think the the best that the haters can come up with right now is the fact that the fruit physics are a little off. I don't know if you saw yep, anything about I that. I saw the video of that. That was you hilarious. shoot the fruit. And it's just like, it's, it's just like the puzzles from Marvel uh, puddles from Marvel Spider Man, Sean. Totally. Like go for it. Yeah. If that's if that's the hate, then we're in a good spot with Halo. Um, I think it's really I love that article from uh, from Windows Central and just kind of picking out some of these things that I don't know that they have like a uh, like Nintendo would do this if they had like a Nintendo Direct. They go here's five things that you should know about it, and uh, I don't think they really did that with Halo. But um, yeah dude lots of excitement coming out of this and um i, I just want to swing around with my my grappling hook i'm so disappointed i didn't get a chance to play it mm-hmm. but all those things dude all uh they all look really good for halo infinite although they did say they did confirm that more flights are coming after this one with yeah. more with an increased player count so that makes sense there, yep. it is likely that we might get able to get to play this game before it comes out sean so mm-hmm. um, hopefully we'll have more to say about it then um but yeah like I, I again like I haven't really dove too much into kind of reading more about Halo because again I'm kind of all in and again just seeing the yep. gameplay like it looks awesome I, I like I know just from watching people play this play the flights that I know that game's gonna be fun so mm-hmm. I, I'm very excited for us to finally get a chance to play it and maybe we we revive Halo Knights with Halo Infinite oh we'll it'll see. come back that'll be the that'll be, I know I'm taking a break from streaming right now but the one thing that will come back first and it might be like a phase return to streaming but Halo Halo Saturdays will come back first and foremost and to be fair like it wouldn't even have to be streamed as long as we just have a night where we play Halo I think it would be fun. totally yeah that's true that's true enough the other thing that I would uh, encourage people to check out as well which is great is IGN did a feature on um, that 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 flight working on the various Xboxes and um, looking pretty pretty good for Xbox One, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Digital like Foundry actually just released a video this morning too about it as well. So, oh, nice. There's multiple yeah. comparison videos I know out there mm-hmm. to, to check out. Very yeah. cool. Very nice. All right, next up, and this one, I'm I'm surprised that we're getting so many controller announcements, Sean, with with the uh, return of Design Labs, but we got another controller, Sean. This time mm-hmm. it is the Aqua Shift Special Edition console with this like prismatic paint job that looks yeah. like different depending on kind of the, the light that you shine on it. Um, it's coming mm-hmm. up on August 31st. Um, this controller, pardon the pun, it looks totally cool. Huh? Nice. Because you because yeah. cool at the beach, Sean. Get yeah, it? we should hang on that a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think I think this controller looks pretty cool. I don't know if I'm I'm running out to get this one because I'm kind of like overloaded on controllers at the moment, Sean. But <laughs> what do you what do you yeah. think about this controller? 
Well, I think this one might get me, actually. I, I normally kind of pass over these things. I think, number one, because the Design Labs is so great, and I still got to order my uh, official Xbox Drive uh, Design Labs controller. But this one looks really good, and one of the reasons I wanted to chat with you about it is, do you think that that, that new prismatic kind of thing is uh, something that we might be able to see added to Design Labs later? Because that's kind of what, what we saw with Design Labs last time was, you know, new custom controllers came out, like Camo and things like that, and then later those were options that were added to your custom <laughs> controller so yeah i'm kind of hopeful for that on this front no th- i mean honestly when i first saw this controller that was kind of my line of thought too like i honestly yeah. think that's going to be a design lab feature at some point when when we finally get kind of the little accoutrements kind of return mm-hmm. to nice design lab so yeah i definitely think that it's it's a foretelling sign as to what we're going to see with um with design lab going forward just why also i'm like not super high on grinding this controller either simply because I'm expecting it to come to Design Lab at some point. Right. So, yeah. You never know. Very but clean. It, the I colors also like of these blue. controllers are like. Looks so. nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, NPD is happening this week for uh, July, anyways, and as well as for the 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 quarters, anyways. Um, and mm-hmm. Sony released their information, and uh, they talked about MLB The Show 21, how it was yeah. noted that a key contributor to the game's sales and profit during Q1 was due to Game Pass. So Game yeah. Pass actually helped uh, increase the sales of microtransactions as well as just people picking up the game, which was really interesting because they talked about, I think it reached 4 million players since its release earlier this year. I yeah, think that man. was something, another piece of information that came out about this. Um, but 2 million of those, 4 million, were Game Pass users. That's crazy. That's a huge amount. And one of the things I think is interesting about this is, you know, there's a lot of chatter and I'm sure you guys are talking about this on the PlayStation Drive this week as well about a lot of what Sean Layden has been saying. It kind of gives Sony this like firsthand experience on like, what happens when a game goes on Game Pass? You know, they would have to hear that from other publishers or third-party partners or things like that. But now they see firsthand, like, the power of that subscription model with their own game. Whether mm-hmm. or not they, you know, it might it might actually end up benefiting them just like it would any other developer or publisher that puts a game on a Game Pass. But now they kind of get an inside scoop into what is this Game Pass thing all about? And would they actually want to consider it for the future of, of their business? I don't know. It, it gives them, I think, a rare insight into, into that, that they probably wouldn't otherwise get. Well, and especially with like, and we've talked about it before, but like sports games in general seem like they're perfect fits for the Game Pass model because totally. those companies that make sports games, especially EA, has been public, very public about this. They don't make the money from Madden on selling copies of Madden. They make the money from Madden from all of its microtransactions. So if they get it into more people's hands, they're more likely to spend, make more and more money from the microtransactions. So yeah. um, like I think we're seeing the same thing here with MLB where it was like the first time we've really had a day and date large sports title come to game mm-hmm. pass. Um, I yeah. think it's had really a huge impact on, on that game and on the microtransactions. So um, yeah, I, I hope this means because it's doing so well on game pass that hopefully this means that when MLB 22, the show comes out next year, hopefully this mm-hmm. means that it'll come to game pass as well. Cause we talked about that before. We're like, even though the, the agreements probably for this year, we didn't know, what that meant for the future of, of the franchise going forward. Yeah. Um, and I hope this means that it, it, it's going to continue to be in Game Pass because I think it's just getting to so many more people's hands, especially like so much, we saw so many people on Twitter or other places comment on the fact that like they were trying the game they, with, with the, they never had the intention of ever buying MLB, but they were trying it out because it was on Game Pass. So right. 
I think it's definitely helped the game for sure. So heck yes, man, bring it on. Yeah. There's a bunch of other stuff coming to Game Pass as well, I think. Uh, that was a nice segue because that was literally yeah, the next story. Yeah, I did it. Sean, the following games are coming to Game Pass and strap yourselves in, folks, because there's a lot of games. So until I see otherwise, the following games are all coming on August 5th. Curse of the Death Gods, Dodgeball Academia, Katamari Damacy Reroll, Luminez Remastered, Skate, and Starmancer comes to PC. And then on August 10th, we get a whole bunch of Codemaster games, including Dirt 4, Dirt Rally, Dirt Rally 2.0, F1 2020, and Grid. And then on August 12th, we're getting The Art of Rally. On August 13th, we are getting Hades, which is a day and date Game Pass title, which is awesome. And mm. then Microsoft Solitaire Collection Premium Edition comes to PC <laughs> on August 17th. And then Give it to me now. And then finally on August 19th, 12 minutes comes to Game Amazing. Pass. Amazing. So... Lots of games, Sean. Ryan. <laughs> if you didn't have anything to play Xbox the game Xbox has before. no games. Yeah, for sure. Out of this list, what a though, nice. is there anything in particular that, like, what's your whistle from this list, Sean? I mean, I, th- I think it's probably obvious. Uh, Microsoft Solitaire. <laughs> I can't even say with the straight face. Um, Hades, definitely, uh, and 12 Minutes are, like, top two for me. I also just want to give a shout-out to, like, the Codemasters. Like, that, they were bought by EA, so those are being brought in through the EA, EA Access um, is it still called or EA Play? EA Play. It's EA Play. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Uh, all that being brought into Game Pass as well. So yeah, like those are really, really solid games and something we can continue to look forward to uh, with Game Pass. I kind of want to try. Is this a good Katamari game? Like, should I try this? Yeah, that was actually what I was about to say, Sean. Because yeah, shout out to Katamari Damacy Reroll, which is actually a remake of the original Katamari Damacy on PlayStation Two. It's yeah. fantastic. It's nice. uh, if you've never played it before, if you want something totally wacky in like the best way possible and very, very Japanese, but also very fun to play, uh, play mm. Katamari Damacy Reroll. It is a heck of a good time. Also, the other one I want to shout out to is uh, Luminous Remastered. Um, I was going to ask you about that. I saw, a- I saw Chris Johnston from Player One Podcast uh, shouting that one out. I've never actually played this one. Yeah, so it's it's a puzzle game like Tetris, but what's cool about Luminous is that it basically has this beat bar that goes along the screen, and essentially, um, in steering, instead of clearing lines, you're basically lining up four shapes of a specific color next to each other, um, and mm-hmm. as the beat bar goes over them, they'll, you'll you'll basically cash those out for points, and depending on mm. the song that's playing, um, it actually the beat bar goes faster or slower depending to the beat of the song, like whatever song you're listening to. So it's a very, it's almost like like a, a version of Tetris mixed with like a rhythm game, like a music game. Um, and it's actually Dude. made by the same company that did Tetris effect. So before they How did, are Tetris we supposed effect, to play all these games? They did Luminous. So Luminous, fantastic game. I loved it on the PSP. And then, uh, the remastered version, uh, I played it when it came out and, and really liked it as well. So I definitely nice. recommend puzzle fans check that one out as well. But we are, would be remiss if we didn't talk about the games leaving game Pass, Sean, cause we've got some, Big games in here too, unfortunately, including yeah. Grand Theft Auto V, which leaves on August 8th. And then the rest of these leave on August 15th. Ape Out, Crossing Souls, oh no. Darksiders Genesis, Don't Starve, Final Fantasy VII, and Train Sim World 2020. So heartbreaking. Play those games while you still can. I mean, Final Fantasy VII, I think, is one of the last Final Fantasy games to leave Game Pass because I think most of them have kind of expired at this point already. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think most of those games were kind of on the surface for a year or so, and then they kind of all yeah. left. Um, so play it while you still can. I'm looking at you, Garrett Bland, because I know Garrett Bland is currently playing Final <laughs> Fantasy VII to talk about on the RPG Cave this week. So um, yeah, definitely make sure to check those out. 
and, and I'm, I'm interested to see when Grand Theft Auto V comes back, Sean, because this, this is the second time it's left. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe one day. Maybe, maybe one with the next gen. Day. Yeah. Next gen, yeah. All right, next up. Ryan, I need to, I need, I need to like, listen back to the recording. Did I not say Diet Coke on today's show and on the Nintendo Drive yesterday? You did. Because you said two Diet Cokes. This is, this is not a Diet Coke, and neither it wasn't Diet Coke yesterday, and I'm a little upset about it, and actually I'm a lot upset about it. Do I go back and try to get another one? Or do I just like, I don't even know what kind of Coke this is. This might be real Coke. That might be real sugar I'm tasting right now. Well, I don't know pro- if I need real sugar right now, right? Normally I would say you should go back, Sean, but I know you don't have time to go back because you really got one. Well, I'm, I'm still here. Minutes, so. I, I might, I might, I might, I'm going back through the drive through So you keep going. Oh. Uh, all right. Speaking of games leaving, Sean, I should mention this. I wanted to throw this out there. If you are at all interested in buying Forza Motorsport 7 at all, which I know is an older game. Oh, yeah. But it is being delisted from the store. On September 15th, 2021, the mm. game will see a permanent sale until it's removed from the store. So I think it's like 20 bucks for the ultimate version that comes with all the DLC. If you ever want to play this game again, buy it now before it's too late because you will not be able to buy it after that date unless you buy like a physical copy somewhere. Um, but again, like the Forza games, we see this happen all the time um, where they, they like, I think it just has to do with the car licensing where they only license the cars for a certain period of time. When that's mm-hmm. when that license writes out, they kind of remove them from the store. We saw the same thing with all the yeah. Horizon games too. So it sucks that it's leaving, especially from a game preservation perspective, because I know from like, I, I hate seeing this happen regardless of what the game is. Um, so make sure if you want to play this game, make sure to grab it now while you still can. Very pretty. Yeah. Very good game. I really and people shouldn't be too scared away from the motorsport games. That especially seven is the most accessible to it. You can cater the difficulty or whatever to your liking. It's very very good. It also means too that there will be no Forza Motorsport games on the store that you can buy at this point. They're all all of them have been dis- delisted at this point. So um, the only one, the only the only Forza game that's on the store now is Horizon Four until Horizon right. Five comes out. So there you go. And then last thing I wanted to throw in the news story, because this gets me excited, is that Marvel's Avengers War for Wakanda expansion officially launches as a free update on August 17th. It'll feature an eight hour campaign, new villains, environments, and of course, Black Panther as a new playable character. It's totally free. So if you already own Avengers, this is basically a a free like eight hour extension to the campaign, um, plus a whole bunch of new stuff. I'm probably going to actually reinstall Avengers to try this out, Sean, because I wow. really like the, I really like the campaign for Avengers. I didn't really love the, the game is servicey, like running missions over and over kind of stuff that happened in the mm-hmm. end game. So if they do more campaign, that's free. Sign me up. I'm, I'm, I'm Man. here for that. Like I'm, I'm excited to check that out because, uh, again, I think the, the main campaign for Avengers is really fun. Um, it's well-written. It had some great character moments and I'm hoping for more of the same with this war for Wakanda expansion. So, I'm excited to check. Nice. That yeah. Well, I'm glad you're bringing it back up again. Like I've got, you know, like I said, the ascent is definitely there and I still have resident evil village from the library that apparently is only going to take me 10 or 11 hours to beat. <laughs> um, and so I kind of have that on deck. I've got 10 days before I got to bring that one back, but then this one also looks really good, man. I would like to try that. Yeah. The, the Avengers game. Yeah. Yeah. 
especially too, like it'll be nice to to play the the because I know you haven't played the the base campaign, so it'll be nice to go right. from the base campaign to this in kind of like a natural progression. So you're not kind of waiting mm-hmm. like a year between them, like I did. <laughs> to, so uh, so yeah, so I think I think the the ship is starting to finally turn at least a little bit on Avengers here. So um, oh, that'd be nice. about that. and it's gonna be perfect timing too because like I'm getting ready next week, Sean. Like in the middle of the week, I'm getting ready to open the floodgates for games again. Um, so it's gonna be perfect timing for when this comes out for me to have more time to play games. So I like it. There you go. All right. Let's let some of our friends into the car with us. It is time for the carpool. Um, we got some cool questions this week all across all the places. We got questions from Twitter, from Discord and from YouTube. So, of course, if you'd like to be part of the carpool, if you'd like to have your question read on the show, you can either leave a comment right here on YouTube on the video that you may be may or may not be watching right now, and we'll read it on the show. Or if you join our Discord, the Yumi and Capri Discord, which is free to join, um, the link to it is in the show notes. If you want to join there, you can leave us a question there. Or if you follow us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive, we'd leave a question post every single Tuesday. Usually it's Sean filming a video of himself. Otherwise, it's just an anime gift for Ryan. So you get one of those two. <laughs> um, you can leave your questions there as well. So we're going to start with Dan at Dano12. He asks, do you guys ever look at your backlog of games and go, yeah, I might not bother with you at all. <laughs> also, don't know if it's been asked before. Was there ever really been a game that you're relieved you didn't play or buy due to getting mm. getting bad reception? Of course, this being kind of timely with the Ascent this week, because I know a lot of people were kind of shied away from the game this week because of the... Uh, because of the kind of the mixed response, even though obviously we both say you should check it out. Um, but Sean, is there ga- a game in particular that like you're like, man, I dodged a bullet with this one. I'm glad I didn't buy it. It's got to be it's got to be cyberpunk is the one. I, it almost seems like cliche to say, but like I had it in my hands. I had I accidentally pre-ordered that game twice and I and I took him back, you know, and it was actually on uh, your advice that I did that. Um, the game wasn't ready, not even a little bit. So, uh, yeah, definitely that's the one that, that comes to mind. I don't know. There's, there's been a lot of regrets that I've had where I bought a game. and I'm like, ooh, probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, Red Dead Redemption comes to mind on that front, Red, uh, Red Dead 2. That was actually what uh, I was about to say, too. Like, mm-hmm. even though oh, is that the get, one you didn't buy? No, I did buy it, and I was like, ugh. But, uh, but, yeah, but even though it didn't get bad reception, I was just like, I don't know about this game, man. Yeah, yeah. I returned my Cyberpunk copies, both of them, one to Amazon and one to Walmart, and I was so, so glad that I did. And by the time, like, you know, who knows what what roadmap those guys are on these days, like when the legit next-gen version is actually going to come out. They still uh, keep saying it's coming out this year, but I I don't know if I believe them. I don't know if I believe them at this point. Thank you. That's okay. But, yeah, like, for, for to answer your question, Dano, for me personally, here's the thing. I don't really have an example that comes to mind because a lot of times I... Even if a game seems interesting to me that gets poor reception, a lot of times I'm willing to try it out anyways because sometimes I'm able to carve out some fun from that experience for myself. Um, like I play, mm-hmm. I play more sixes and sevens than probably a lot of people do. I think. And yeah, you like do. The medium, for example, I think is a good example. It's a game that I really enjoyed, despite the fact that it had terrible, terrible reviews. Or not terrible reviews. It had very middling reviews. Like it had kind of all over the place reviews. Because, but I, I like I, the medium as well. Yeah, big time. That's a game I really enjoyed, and I'm glad I kind of gave it a chance to. Or even like if I was to use a non-game pass example, and this is kind of on the Sony side of things, but humor me if you will. Beyond Two Souls. Was was a game that I know also got like 
not very good reviews at all. Like, it got, kind of got scathing, scathing reviews. But I really liked that game. Like, I liked yeah. the story. I liked Ellen Page. I thought she was great. And I had a really good time with that game despite that. So that's why, like, even, even if the, a game doesn't get, like, very good reviews, I'm still, I'll still read the reviews. Uh, like, especially, like, I like reading, reading reviews that are more, like, harsh or critical on a game than you might expect. And if it's a game mm-hmm. that still interests me for, after reading that review, then I'll pick it up. And a lot of times I'll find that, it, it might it might be a bit of a game that's more for me than it was for the reviewer. So that's how I kind of look at it, which is why I don't really have like a, a famous example of a game like that, because I also bought Cyberpunk, Sean. And man, yeah, I kind of did. regret buying it. But I mean, to be fair, I got a full refund on it. So and I played it for 20 hours. Oh, that's so, good. I mean, it all worked out. Well, and, then, and then I bought it again for ten dollars. So I have a physical copy on my shelf for when the um, next gen version comes out, because when the next gen version comes back, it won't be ten dollars anymore, but back to full price. So do you think so? Yeah. Oh, I hope that. Oh, I don't think they can get away with that. But you, you might be right. But I, I wouldn't it's endorse that. It's just the that. trend uh, I'm seeing. Like that's what happened. Yeah, with Tony you Hawk. might be right. That's, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with like every. Plus, I think when the next gen version of Witcher is coming out, I think that's going back to full price too. They said. So. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Next up, this question's from William Outbreak on Discord, and he asks one question that keeps circling my mind, especially with Halo all over my social feeds is do you think that one game can be enough to sell you on a game console? Not sure if you've answered Mm. this in the past, but I know for me, back in the day, Halo was a major factor in me picking up an Xbox 360 instead of a PlayStation 3. So, William, I will say that I don't think there's a game in particular that's ever been like, I need to buy this console right now just for this one game because that it's a huge ask to spend that much money just for one game if that's that was what you're all only going to play. But I, I look at it more as like a tipping scale. Like it, that's a good way to it, put it's it. Just, it's it's usually not just the one game, but either there's like a service or something about that 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 may be exclusive to that console, or if there's like a trickle of games, like more and more games uh, and services kind of get on that scale to kind of. Um, get heavier and heavier until you're like, all right, I'm ready to kind of cash in my ships and kind of go all in. However, there is one game series in the history of all game series that has always maybe be like, yep, as soon as, soon as this uh, a new game from this series comes out on that console, I'm buying it. And that series is Metroid for me. I mean, it's my favorite <laughs> game series of all time. If there is mm-hmm. a console that that I don't already own from Nintendo that has a Metroid game coming to it, I will buy that console. Like that's, it's yeah. just... Um, it's always been a series that's really like has always been worth it for me to buy a console for, even if it's just to play that one game. I mean, and, and yeah. then I know obviously with Nintendo, you're always, you're once you get in the door, there's always lots of other great experiences on that console to play. So, um, as far as Xbox though, there hasn't really been a game like that. But when I bought my original Xbox, for example, it was a tipping scale of, Hey, Halo's awesome, but it's, I'm not ready to buy it just yet. But then Knights of the Old Republic came out and then Halo two came out and like, it was a tipping scale. So once I got to that, the point where I was ready to cash in, I went all in and bought my original Xbox. But what about you? What, what's your answer to this one, Sean? Well, I would be curious to know, like, who does buy a system for, like, literally, like, if you take this in the most literal sense, like, uh, for one game, like, there's no way, you know, but I, th- I love the way that you say that, like, there, there is a tipping scale, because you buy a system knowing that there's going to be other games, but maybe there is the, the one special one that makes you kind of finally pull the trigger, and for me, like, 
you know, I'll even go back to uh, one that wasn't a given for me to be buying, which was uh, PlayStation 3. And once I saw Uncharted, like that was it. I'm like, well, I obviously need to be getting in on this ecosystem over here, knowing that I would, of course, be buying uh, other games and playing other and having other experiences on that system. So I've definitely had that. But yeah, no, I don't. Um, I generally don't really subscribe to that. Like, I'm going to buy the system to play like one game on. And that's really the that's the entirety of the the conversation. I don't think that's that really makes any sense, because like you said, they're they're too expensive. And yeah, I don't really I've never I'm not one to put all my eggs in one basket to begin with. Um, But yeah, there might be something that you kind of know, Okay, there's, you know, the years worth of games that have come out for Xbox Series X so far. And seems like everything's pretty good. Uh, And then Halo might be the one that pushes you over. And you're in a really good spot at that point um, where you're going to be able to play all the Game Pass games and everything else that's kind of come out as well as as the system seems to be hitting its stride here, maybe going into its year two, um, that always tends to happen. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, what is your jumping on point is, is more of a, a way for me to be looking at it rather than a, I'm buying it for this game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the closest I've come to that, this generation was Final Fantasy 14 on PlayStation because I love that game and it only exists on that console. So for me, like that, yeah. was, that was kind of the closest I've had to a game this generation that's really made me go and just buy a console just for that game. And it's it's paid off because uh, I just was looking at my stats on PlayStation 5 this week for Final Fantasy 14, and it said, oh, I've played 384 hours of Final Fantasy Ryan. 14 since May of this year. Ryan. So it's a lot. It's a lot of game, Sean. It's a lot. My God. All right. Next question comes to us from Todd Oxtra at Toxtra. And he asked the question, so Ryan wasn't excited about the Dead Space remake. So what remakes do both of you want? So we've we've answered this on the show. Yeah, Ryan. But (laughs) so I will say, of course, the remakes that I always want to see on the console on to come to consoles are games that will really benefit from modern controls or modern design aesthetics that just don't really stand the test of time in their current in their current form, but have a lot of great ideas that would really benefit from, you know, a next-gen makeover. Like Resident Evil 2 is a great example of a, a great remake yeah. that I love for that reason because it really improved everything. Um, so the, the two games that came to mind, obviously, Parasite Eve from PlayStation 1 from Square Enix. It's a Resident Evil-esque survival horror role play, turn-based role-playing game. It's incredible. Um, it still plays really well on PlayStation 1, but the graphics are not great. So I would love to mm-hmm. see that game kind of come back, as well as um, Dino Crisis from Capcom. Nice. Um, it's, it's essentially just Resident Evil with dinosaurs. And they did such an amazing yep. job with Resident Evil that, like, that's, ever since playing Resident Evil 2, I'm like, I'm re- I really hope that that's what they do next. Kind of like how yep. we felt like, um, after playing Doom 2016, how we both wanted them to move to Quake at that point, um, because mm-hmm. and see kind of what they do with that. So those are the two I kind of picked out for this question. And I know I've said them in the past on previous shows, but that that's just what we're going to say today, Todd. Um, but really, though, the games that I'm really looking forward to playing from remakes are like PS1, N64, PS2, original Xbox era games, like um, not sure. so much games that were on 360 or games that were on Xbox One. Like I think, especially games that are on Xbox One or late 360 games um, yeah. are definitely the type of what games. What about that KOTOR? I'm surprised you don't say like Knights of the Old Republic or something like that. It's perfect the way it is, Sean. Even though the oh, controls stop. are not great. It is not <laughs> I know. perfect the way it is. It would definitely benefit from I'm already from ready for people to get paint. mad at me as to where I rank it on the crossroads. This, this, oh, this, uh, well... 
So. Not everybody's gonna be mad. I think a lot of people. I think you'll actually agree really with me more than, than the other people, Bill Sean. That's what I'm maybe. Getting at. But what about you? What, oh, what's your answer? To I this see question? what you're saying. I see. We'll see. Uh, well, I just mentioned Red Dead Redemption Two is not the Red Dead I wanted. I think yeah, give a uh, give that first one a nice do over as well, and I, I would play the mess out of that game. Um, same thing with Grand Theft Auto Four. I think is really good, but runs pretty rough right now. Uh, if I'm going back into like even like 64, like N64 kind of days uh, outside of Xbox, of course, Goldeneye or even Turok, like give me a nice Turok remake um, uh, or remaster, I guess would be really good. What else, man? I like those. Uh, Red Dead would be just really nice. Mm-hmm. I just want to play like that style. I don't need it anymore. Like I don't need to wash the uh, <laughs> the genitals of my horse, for God's well, sakes, wherever the heck you Let me ask you this game. then, Sean. What, what, uh, what, how would you feel if they d- went and did a remake of Red Dead Revolver, the first Red Dead game, that was like, it, it, but they did it in kind of an open world style like Red Dead Redemption. Like, would you like that? I never played it. I, I never played that one, so I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. All I know is just I love the gameplay loop in, in Red Dead, but yeah, some like better controls and maybe, I don't know if the frame rate was really suffering. It's been so long since I played that uh, one. It actually holds up um, very well, which is why I like I was thinking it, like that would be really cool because I know the gameplay loop is what you like from Red Dead uh, mm-hmm. Redemption. So I would love to see maybe them do like a remake of Red Dead Revolver, but with like the gameplay loop of Red Dead Redemption, because that's a, yeah. the type of thing they could definitely do with a remake. So um, one of the other things like I really like the um, oh, man, it, they're making Back for Blood with that. Well, Left for Dead, Left for Dead yeah. is actually what I'm, Left for Dead is a game that I would love to, to have a remake, but they're kind of doing that anyways with with Back for Blood. Yeah. So we're kind of getting the best of both worlds on that front, too. Plus, it's totally playable with the X enhancements uh, for the backwards compatible versions of Left 4 Dead 2. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think those are totally worth going back to as well. And and shout out to what they did with Half-Life with the um, with the remake that they did there. What the heck was that one called? Oh, it Black It was like an Mesa. unofficial thing. Black Mesa, yeah, thank you. Um, so yeah, doing that for... I don't know. Did they just endorse it or did Valve actually take that on themselves? No, it was, um, it, they, they kind of endorsed it. They were like, Hey, we're not, we're going to do this ourselves. So you yeah, should go play this. So one. do that for the rest, for all the others. And I mean like all the others, like the, the blue shift or the, all the other like expansions <laughs> that they had for, uh, for, for half-life. And of course the, the second and the episodes and things like that, that would be really Maybe great. Maybe that's too. how we get hit half-life three, Sean. Maybe. One yeah. Day. All right. Mm-hmm. Last question comes to us from Eric Cave over on YouTube. And he asked the question, my first destination in Flight Simulator was my neighborhood, which was so much fun. Nice. I am super excited about the upcoming Maverick DLC. What do you guys think this DLC content will include? I'm intrigued by the devs comments about looking forward to some surprises by the DLC. What do you think those could be? Could there be dogfighting or are we simply going to get to fly over some uh, areas with some very fast planes while trying to land them on an aircraft carrier like Top Gun on the NES. What do you, what do you think about this? Like, what do you want to see in the Top Gun expansion for Flight Simulation? Well, <laughs> when you phrase it that way, I think it's going to make me sound like a sadistic kind of person. But what I think would be a surprise is the answer or the question that I will be answering. What I think would be more shocking than anything anybody could ever think about is you play the mission where um, where Goose has this tragic ending. <laughs> you've oh, got no. To, you've got to eject <laughs> <laughs> the fighter jet and uh yeah he just slams right into the into the glass and he doesn't quite make it but you, for whatever reason it'd be very shocking if microsoft forces to play through that tragic event in the movie jesus shot <laughs> um as for me eric the games are really built around combat in any way so i don't think they're going to add it with this dlc um so i don't Probably i wouldn't not. expect any dog fighting um but I, I for the most part i think beach volleyball point, Maybe beach volleyball, but I think it's just going to be dry, flying fast planes over some cool areas. I think that's going to basically be the idea. And then Lenny on the soundtracks. Give me all the soundtracks in this game too. That would actually be a really nice. That I like think you, get the, you might be able to get. You might be able to get some music mm-hmm. from Top Gun. But Sean, we got to go. But before we go, Sean, bugs go. 
Oh, I can't believe you still do the show with me. We talked about teabagging and beach volleyball and Goose is Dead. Uh, spoilers for Top Gun. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri like the pants. And if you enjoy this show, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash you Capri. Very nice, my friend. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. You also find us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive, as well as on podcast services around the globe and on youtube.com slash you Capri. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 201 of the Xbox Drive, and we out. Bye. I muted myself, but I did go back to McDonald's, and I asked for a two new Diet Cokes, and they gave me one large medium Diet Coke, but it was actually two large Diet Cokes, so they had to go back inside, and I'm going to have a little sip of this thing, and I honestly don't think this is Diet Coke again, and what the hell? Why can I get a Diet Coke?